I'm Nigel Flynn and this is my story of how my life was turned upside down by a brain injury four years ago. I will tell you how I've been getting on with that and how it wasn't the best brain wave I ever had. Episode 21, Let's Talk About Sex Baby. Which brings me to the delicate matter of disabled sex. I reckon the hospital staff put something in the tea which takes your mind off sex. But once back in the outside world, my libido returned with a vengeance. In a wheelchair, you can be excused for staring at women's breasts. After all, they are just at the eye level for the average male wheelchair user. But when a woman bends over in front of you and you're in your wheelchair, you start to think, could you be excused on the grounds of reduced mental capacity for just extending your hand into the unpermitted territory? I did have a close female friend in the early days after coming out of hospital. And it did appear that we were heading towards a physical and emotional relationship. I remember one evening enjoying a few glasses of wine together in my flat while watching some music videos when she asked if I wanted to go to bed. I naively replied that I didn't feel all that tired and could stay up for a while yet, if only. But disabled people aren't without sexual desires. Okay, maybe we can't do it that way because I would fall over. We can't do it that way because I might fall out of bed. We can't do it that way because it will hurt. It's maybe a taboo to talk about how we have sex, but it's equally insulting and discriminatory to think that we don't. It's surprising how men, many men can't use Viagra due to blood pressure issues. I was lucky. My disability only limited the variety of sexual positions that I could perform. For example, standing up in the woods against a tree was completely beyond me. But the bits were all there and functioning. Many people aren't so fortunate. Then there are all the catheters and the stoma bags. Sorry, but these things just aren't sexy. And if you think that it spoils the moment having to pause to put on a condom, just think what a passion killer it is to have to detach yourself from a series of tubes before pressing play on the Barry White mixtape. How often do disabled people have sex? Not very often. So we tend to make an effort when it does happen. Try us. We're good in bed as long as we don't feel tired. TV has fully exploited dating for the disabled and special dating agencies do exist to perform a valuable service. But it was the novelty value that made the TV show a success. That's not fair and it's reminiscent of the freak show mentality. I was once involved in a project which promoted a special club night for disabled young people, a once a month opportunity for disabled people to go clubbing and meet with other disabled people also in search of love. But I was never too sure that it was a good idea to segregate people with additional needs. And anyway, the dancing was a bit too wild and it attracted the wrong type of perverts outside waiting in cars pretending to offer lifts home to vulnerable young females. Maybe it's going to be technology which solves the dating problem. Perhaps an app which allows transparency and equality between those who have and those who don't care about a disability. Or maybe we will all just date virtually via an avatar performing exotic sex on our behalf while we wear goggles. This has been my own production on Anchor. All rights and permissions are reserved by Nigel Flynn Media. A written version of all 35 episodes is available in print via Amazon. I'd like to thank Mel McCart for letting me use his original music, Paddy McGill for helping me with the graphics, 
and Elaine Ryan for giving me the original idea. You can find me on Twitter on at Nigel underscore Flynn. 